It's time for the BallQuest Mailbag Podcast, answering your questions from the General's Quarters every week, right here on BallQuest. Good Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the VolQuest.com Mailbag Podcast, presented by our friends at Smoky Mountain Organics, East Tennessee's most trusted health and wellness store, focusing on the natural products and organic remedies for a variety of ailments that you may be suffering with. That is Smoky Mountain Organics. You can check out more at SmokyMountainOrganics.com or visit one of their four locations in person in East Tennessee, three in Sevier County, one in Knoxville, across from Trader Joe's on Kingston Pike, just down from uh, West Town Mall there in West Knoxville. With Austin Price and Rob Lewis, I'm Brent Hubbs. Glad to have you along with us on this mailbag edition of the podcast. And guys, I'm going to ask a mailbag question first. Give me your uh, initial thoughts on the news Wednesday that came out that Adidas is officially entering the NIL game. Well, I mean, I think it's, it, it's not a surprise at all. And I mean, I think it kind of eliminates the middleman to some degree, I mean, it, it takes, you know, I don't want to say that Nike, I mean, it seems inevitable that Nike's going to follow, Under Armour will follow. But, I mean, don't you think, and I don't pretend to be an NIL, NIL expert, I've re, you know read as much on it as I can, but don't you think this kind of takes the, the spires of the world out of the equation? I'm not saying it makes them obsolete by any means. I'm just saying now a kid can strike a deal with Nike and it, it's, you know, the, you know, Spire or Georgia's version of Spire or Alabama's version of Spire is not in the mix. Yeah, I think it's interesting from the standpoint of uh, the, the, the whole idea that it, you're not supposed to have inducements and all those things. I mean, if, you know, I mean, you're sitting here looking at schools to pick from, if you know you're going to get a bigger cash of money from one school because they're an Adidas school over say an Under Armour school or whatever, doesn't that help you decide who you're going to pick from? I think so. And, th- and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this in language AP can understand. What's what, what did the PGA tour use? Was it called a pick score AP? Yep. So imagine a kid, I mean, Nike or Adidas, whatever comes up with some kind of ratio. And if you go to North Carolina versus, you know, maybe you're a kid from, maybe you're the best player in Georgia. So you, you know, Anthony Edwards from a couple of years ago, if you go to North Carolina versus Georgia, how much bigger is your PIP score or Q rating going to be from Nike? Exactly. You know, like how many more eyeballs, how many more social media impressions are you going to get? If you go to UNC, a different Nike school, you know, say that you would have at home. I mean, I think it's, I, I think it's going to be just another example of the rich getting richer. And especially once Nike gets involved, and, and I'm not, I, I'm cheating. I'm not, I, read, I, I researched this this morning. Of the 68 teams in NCAA tournament, Nike had 38, Adidas had 13, Under Armour had 16. Wow. Well, and you all, you know, it's a copycat league. I mean, Walgreens puts a new store on the corner and CVS goes right across the street. I mean, that's, that's how this stuff works. So, like, you expect Under Armour and Nike to get involved. You'd expect them to come up with their own version of what Adidas is doing. And, um, you know, uh, I I don't know if it makes Spire or people or collectives obsolete because I think what you'll do is is you'll, you'll want to get that and then you'll also want to get a deal with that. I don't think you're going to be specific. I don't know if anybody's signing specifically with Adidas or Nike and not signing with anybody else. Um, you know, I, I – I think you can because no one's going to say you can't work with an outside, you know, party 
in most of these things because they don't want to hamper kids' ability to make money. So, oh. um, at least that's my take. Yeah, I don't think it's going to make them obsolete at all, but it's going to be another whole angle. I mean, just it, all this is brand new. It's just going to be one more angle that has to be addressed and figured out by, by all the schools. Doesn't this doesn't this move make it a given, um, Austin, that every state in the country is going to have to open it up like Utah has and some other states where the collectives and the schools can, can, can have conversations. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I think we're going that way anyway, but, but if, but if Adidas has come out and, and the, and the, and the tweet is not from Adidas, but the tweet that came out on Wednesday um, said something to the effect that um, Adidas is opening its network to every college athlete at an Adidas partnered school. Okay. I, I, I mean, at some point, don't we have to get away and, and, and everybody gets on the same legislative opportunity to where there's, there's dialogue that, that takes place but between collectives and schools? Yeah. I mean, like right now, Tennessee technically doesn't do that. Um, you know, but they're, they're also trying to change the legislation in the state. Nick Saban got the legislation changed in the state of Alabama, you know, um, right after signing day. So, I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be that way. I mean, you see Louisiana and LSU trying to do it where they can, you know, they can take a chunk of their, you know, their own money and go out and help, you know, try to bring kids in. I mean, again, this whole thing is just, it morphs all the time. What it was, you know, in July versus what it was in October versus what it is now are all different things. You know, yes, I did Birmingham radio uh, on Monday or sorry, Tuesday, uh, with Cole Kubelik and Greg McElroy. And Greg McElroy said, you know, I haven't, he goes, he goes, I don't know if the rumors about Nico getting all this money are true or not. I have no issue with it because it's better to get them, get a player on a multi-year deal than the current state of college football or college athletics, where they're basically the franchise tag every year. I'm going to go to the portal. I'm going to go to the portal unless you give me what I want. Okay, you give me what I want. Okay, I'm staying. Next year, I'm gonna go back to the portal. Like it, it's like, it, and, and I thought he brought up a good point. I mean, like you know, you don't know what's true and what's not. But I mean, like you know, there were several instances back in January or February of player X, you know, headed to the portal or did go in the portal and then quickly came out once they got what they wanted. Yeah, I mean, and and again, I mean, I think multi-year things are going to be particularly at the quarterback position. That's going to be a given. Final thought on the Adidas thing before we get into the questions here, Rob. Basketball recruiting for years has been talked about the shoe companies. Shoe companies, yeah. It's been all about the shoe companies, right? I mean, if if a kid's a if a kid plays starts when they're fourteen or fifteen, right? If they play program, they play. If they play for a Nike AAU program, the notion has been then they get select Nike schools to pick from, right? I mean, and, and, and that's not universal, but I would say when you're talking about the top 10, 15, 20 guys, I bet the ratio is pretty high. I mean, I don't know what that number is, but I bet it's pretty high. So with that being the case uh, or the notion out there, does this move by Adidas with NIL, which we believe Nike and Under Armour are going to follow, does it have a greater impact on, on basketball than it's going to have on football, Rob? I think it does just because the smaller numbers and Hubbard, I bet you, and I bet this will impact basketball and football. I bet you it's a matter of time before we see an in-house liaison that works for Nike that's on campus that, like, when you come and take your official visit, you sit down with this guy, like, you know, here's 
you know, here's what your Q rating is. Here's, here's what you get, you know, theoretically, if you came to Tennessee from this Nike deal or, you know, at, at school at South Carolina from this Under Armour deal or whatever. I, I bet that's not far behind. Yeah, I just I just feel like that because of their grassroots relationships at the younger age and, and the, the relationships they have with people, it's going to have a greater impact in the sport of basketball, at least at least on the front end than it is going to have on, on the sport of football. I think that the, the biggest thing that 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 comes out of this is exactly what you said, Austin, and that the, this is morphing into something new every day. This is another part of the toothpaste being out of the tube that you can't get back when you've got large money corporations getting involved in this on a national scale. Um, being ahead um, is almost impossible at this point because it changes every day. And, and it says a lot about the, the collectives out there who have had a plan and have a plan in place because it feels like a lot of people are trying to catch up to getting something in place. And then that's changing every day almost with, with the new rules and things that are coming out there. And I'll tell you another thing, Hubbard, I, I think, and I said it before, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be the rich get richer. And I don't think this hurts Tennessee at all. When you talk about the apparel companies getting into it, I mean, where does Tennessee rank and apparel sold? It's, I mean, it's top, top 10, if I'm not mistaken, nationwide. And I mean, it's going to be further separation between the haves and have nots in college athletics. I mean, for me, I just go back to, you know, and, and you bring up a great point. I mean, like, you know, just continuing to drive home the point of how important the fan base is. But you also, you know, you think about just, you know, kind of the people that are bellyaching out there. It's, it's been the people that have been behind, you know, or decided, you know, they, they, they didn't have a plan for NIL when it all started. You know, I mean, you know, and, and they're trying to play catch up. Now, all these schools that are bellyaching are very capable of catching up and catching up in a hurry. Um, you know, but I, I think that, you know, some of these coaches, they are very cognizant of, you know, what it's going to do to the locker room, you know, and I mean, it kind of is what it is. And the, the sad part is, is all these kids, they all talk, they all talk. And so, I mean, I think across college football this past year, this past calendar year, so football this past year, and then the basketball season that's just wrapping up and then even baseball uh, that's going on right now, um, it's kind of the last year of, you know, the the true infancy i you know starting this fall like you, there's gonna be so many players around college football that are on six figure deals or a seven figure deal or even you know high five figure deals that you know to me like the camaraderie the jealousy the the you know the chemistry of everybody in every sport is going to be really tested yeah but, i don't think there's but any I, doubt. But I, I but i know they're kids and it's kind of apples and oranges but I mean, that's no different than an NFL locker room. Oh, 100%. Patrick, I, I mean, you're, I, again, I know they're kids, and, it, and it's different, but they're also, when you're talking about football and basketball, playing sports that generate millions, tens of millions. The, the, quicker, of the quicker that a lot of these players understand that offensive tackles and quarterbacks are going to have more NIL opportunities than offensive guards and linebackers, the better. The problem is kids just don't see it that way. Like they, they think they all ought to get the same, and it just doesn't. life doesn't work that way. Well, and you've had you've had kids around the country who have who have you know indicated, hey, I would I will stay for another year if you pay me what my fourth round draft pick money would be, or or whatever the case may be. The reality is that's not that's not the equivalent. 
I mean, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? It, it, that that's not how it works. You, the you know, quarterback's not getting his equivalent of the first round money, right? If so, he stays, right? You just go on down the list, right? You're you're not staying. It's it's not apples to apples there from a financial standpoint. And and I I think I think the quicker you can get to the point where there's some open if if you're the NCAA or your state legislators or whatever. I think the quicker you can get to a point where there can be some real open dialogue about things on campuses so that kids understand how things are slotted, what this is. It's not the the equivalent of an NFL draft pick salary and that type of thing. And show some of these kids that, you know, the guard, the the center doesn't make the same amount of money that, you know, a Derrick Henry makes or, or Patrick Mahomes makes and those types of things. The faster you can get that education element out there, I think the faster it will help locker rooms around the country in all sports at the college level. So we'll see. An interesting move by Adidas that surely all the other apparel companies will follow, and we'll see what that what that amount of money looks like moving forward as we learn more about that deal. All right, let's get yeah, that'll started. do it for the VolQuest.com mailbag podcast. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. No, we've got some questions for you, AP. We'll get to as many of them as we can. Let's let's get to this one. It, it piggies back right off what we have been talking about. Um, did the price for just go up for every quarterback Tennessee recruits moving forward? Uh, if these guys are making big time money from now on, do they still live on campus dorms? What's that dynamic? What's the dynamic in the locker room? Is it possible to remain a normal college kid with millions of dollars in the bank? Do you think the players deserve every penny, but can't deny? I, I think the players deserve every penny, but can't deny that it changes things. Obviously it's a lot of what we've talked about. The biggest question out of that is, Austin, I think if you talk to everybody around there, quarterbacks are going to be seven-figure are going to be seven-figure players at at the Power Five level. If you're a quality quarterback, I just think that's going to be a given, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I do. Um, you know, again, not not all are the same, not all are equal. Um, you know, and again, you know, who knows exactly what Nico got? You know, I mean, you know that we know what's rumored. You know, everybody saw that number. It's the talk around college football. Um, but, you know, proving it is a, a totally different, you know, scenario. So, But, but you um, know you got a quarterback at Alabama who's making seven figures. I mean, the precedent is – everybody expect Arch Manning to have a seven-figure – I mean, the precedent is starting and, and is being established that the quarterback is going to be the highest-paid player in college football if, it's, if he's a top-flight quarterback. Yeah, just, just like – you know, just like it is in the NFL, as Rob right. pointed out. So, yeah. you know, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, the, 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 it's one of those situations where, you know, everybody's got to come to terms with that. But I don't know if, like, it, you know, whatever Nico got, th- the next guy they recruit doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get the same thing. No, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, we're, we're just starting a precedent where um, a lot of players are going to make going to have a chance to make a lot of money around the country, not just in Tennessee, but, but, but around the country as NIL continues to grow. All right, Volunteers52 wants to know, Brew McCoy going to do something this weekend? Does Tennessee lead for Steen? And what is your feel for uh, the UCLA kid? Will he come from out west or stay out west? Um, what was the part about Brew McCoy? Is he going to do something this weekend? I don't know if he does anything as far as commit this weekend or not. Um, uh, as far as Steen, uh, you know, we'll see if Tennessee gets an official visit. Uh, I still think he, they may. Uh, in the month of April, and then the last question, I, Mitchell Lagood will come here the next weekend, and, and we'll see. I mean, he's been three other visits, and we'll see what happens with that. A couple more recruiting questions quickly to get to here. 
Uh, Will Fong said Tennessee may be in pole position for Tate. Do you see that being the case? And what are some offensive linemen that Tennessee's in a good position with now that Nico's committed? Uh, and if Deshaun Bishop waits too long, could he get passed up by better running backs out there or higher rated running backs? I don't know if they're in the pole position. Um, you know, again, like Steve also had Nico going to Oregon too. So, I mean, like, again, you know, and, and I consider Steve to be the best out there. I mean, it, it's recruiting. It changes on a dime. Um, I do think that they're right there at the top for him, along with Notre Dame, Ohio State. Um, and so, for me, you know, uh, I, I like where they're at, but a, a lot can change in the Carnell Tate recruitment. Um, you know, hey, as far he, as from Chicago originally, he is, he is, he's from Chicago, plays at IMG. Um, you know, it feels like honestly that if you were saying who do they have a better chance at, just because the players involved, I would say Tennessee's got a better shot at Kyle or Casper. They may can get both. I'm just saying, if you're asking me which one's the best, they have the best shot with right now, it's Casper. All right, let's uh, roll on here to a, uh, another football question here. I read where Slaughter and McDon McDonald are working at corner. Are they fast enough to play that position in the SEC? I did not see Tamarian McDonald working at corner. Slaughter is certainly working there. Christian Charles is working there. Rob, this is, when you're down four corners in spring practice, um, you're playing all kinds of guys around places out of position, and, and that's just going to be spring practice in the secondary. Yeah, I would say Charles, baby. Those other two, don't, don't they seem like a bit of a stretch to you? Certainly but McDonald. Just... I mean, I, and I've not seen McDonald working at corner. I, I don't think he's going to play corner at all. Now, um, Slaughter, I think, is interesting just because of his size. You know, could he play corner in a in maybe a non-press man situation? But I think the bigger thing here is, um, I mean, Christian Charles needs ever – if he's going to be your star or he's going to be a safety, he needs every rep he can get there – you're just not going to be able to afford him to get every rep at safety because you don't have enough bodies to play at the cornerback position. I mean, the fact that Tennessee's sitting there where they are with corner, uh, but because they're down four guys due to off-season surgeries is a real detriment to me this spring. I, I know Josh Heupel, Rob, on Tuesday talked about, you know, big global up. Yeah, and big global picture. You see the whole defense and you learn all the other positions. But I, I just think it's – a it has to be somewhat of a setback for some guys that they can't work at their that their yeah, so Hubbard, their for, tradition. For everybody out there, and and, and me too, who, the four are Turnage. Yeah, Turnage Hayden. is out. Kamal Haddon is out. Uh, Sean Rucker is out, and Warren Burrell is doing limited. And Rucker is he a quarter? Do we know that for sure, or is, was this just a big spring chance for him to prove that? Because that kid can move. It was. I mean, it was going to. I mean, he's going to. That's where they were going to certainly work him and, and see how far they could go along with him. He clearly wasn't ready to play in the bowl game when he got put out there in the corner position. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that's where it was. They were going to do everything they could to, to see where he was at and, and uh, get him into too deep at corner where he finished the year. I mean, I think he's a corner. He just needs a ton of work and, and he's not going to get that work, which is obviously a detriment it means Desmond Williams has got to go fast and got to get ready in a hurry. Um, and then we'll see what the opportunities guys. there, hubs. Well, for him, it's going to be every rep he can yep. physically handle. Um, the, the, you know, the question is going to be how quick can they get these other guys back for the summer off season, you know, and what's their adjustment like there that, that when we, when you talk about this team going into the fall, there's going to be a question about outside receiver. Okay. Cause they're going to be a little bit unproven opposite of Cedric Tillman. There's certainly going to be a question at tackle on the offensive line. Do they get settled in there? But the biggest question for this team is going to have to be the cornerback spot 
because they're going to get no answers this spring at the cornerback spot, in my in my opinion. It's this year's linebacker. Yeah. You, you know. It really is. I mean, it's it's 100, 100% right. Uh, Vol since 1996. Does Joe Milton look like he's made any progress throwing? Saw him throw for about eight minutes, so looks like it did last year. Um, he got a great arm. Well, I mean, what is it when there's 11 guys on the field? I don't know. Also, is Jawan Mitchell full go for spring practice? I think Mitchell is – is, I mean, he was out there, right? Yes. And so, I, I mean, I think he's pretty much a full go. Uh, I'm not saying Joe Milton's, you know, bad, but I'm not going to sit here and say Joe Milton's changed dramatically either and in, in, in getting to watch them throw for a couple of periods the other day. Uh, I just don't – I don't see that being the case at all. Uh, right now, ask me in a week and then, you know, or two weeks, I, I may have a different answer for you there. Uh, Anthem wants to know, when do we start seeing defensive recruits commit? Pretty sure the offensive dominoes are coming quickly. How many wide receiver spots does Tennessee plan on taking in this class? Hey, people start with those two. Well, I mean, I think you'll see Caleb Herring come off the board sometime in the next, you know, month. I think Jeremiah T. Lander in Tennessee are, you know, in a good spot. I don't know if he's going to do anything until probably, you know, June, uh, right around there. Um, I think Tennessee's in a great spot with uh, Zach Myers over at Christ School. I think they're in a good spot with, uh, you know, a, a couple of different defensive guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand what, how he feels about the offense, especially coming off of – it just feels like they've added a lot of offense the last several months and not a whole lot of defense. But, uh, you know, I think the defensive guys will start to come off the board a little bit. And then, you know, as far as receivers, I think Tennessee takes between three and four more. I think it depends on who they are, though. I mean, you got to think about the – got Casper, Noah Rogers, Carnell Tate, Devin Hyatt – Shamar Porter, Justin Brown, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of players that Tennessee's in on at that particular position. Some of them are ahead of others. Right, and 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 Tennessee doesn't necessarily lead for the ones who may be at the top of the wish list either. So, how that shakes out, what's that? I mean, look, there's there's no doubt the week of eight, weekend of April the 9th, if Carnell Tate's going to be here and Casper's going to be here, uh, Austin, that will tell a lot about kind of what the pecking order and where things look. Well, and they're going to be here with Nico. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, like you start – man, we can play together, you know. I mean, you start kind of that peer recruiting and quarterbacks but, lead the way. I mean, that's the big weekend. If Tennessee's making sure. the big move, the big, big move, I mean, they're already moved with those guys. But if they're making the big, big move, it's happening that weekend. Yep, and that's – I mean, we just talked about it when Nico was coming in for the long visit. You would know whether Tennessee was going to be a factor or not. You're going to know how big of a factor Tennessee is going to be with a kid from Arizona, you know, is the distance too much, you know, with Carnell Tate and, and those things. You're going to have a better feel for that after they're in town for the weekend of April the 9th. As for the DB Riley from MTSU, I, I mean, if he watched practice on, on Tuesday and, and looked at Tennessee's <laughs> corner situation, I mean, he had to think he could play immediately, right? I mean, I don't know where Tennessee is. With I, I thought you could play immediately, and so did the head coach. Yeah, I've got bad hips. They're not fluid at all. Um so, uh, you know, the question to me is going to be how hard does Tennessee pursue there? Do, do they feel like he's good enough? And are they in on anybody better? They have to get somebody, in my opinion, at that position. He may be a best available to them. We'll see what happens coming out, out of the, the next week or so after that visit. Well, it, my, the interesting thing to me is, like, you have certain players. Now, Brew McCoy is a take whenever, okay? But, like, a guy like Quincy Riley, Hubs, you know, he's kind of, yeah, I mean, we'd take him, but, like, 
if somebody goes in that portal in the next few weeks that maybe catches your eye a little bit more, I mean, that can change for somebody like Quincy Riley, at least in my opinion. Well, and I, I mean, look, you don't have to make any decision on anybody right now. I mean, you know, you can wait and see what else is happening and, and, and kind of play that, you know, play it out and 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 see who jumps in the portal and you who can, doesn't jump in. Or you could be you could be cut for it, take the commitment, and then if somebody better comes along in three weeks. Man. I mean, I think it's a little easier to do with a transfer. There's no doubt. But whoo. Well, I mean, I just think that's the world we're all living in. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing. You can take a commitment from a transfer, yeah, and he can do it to Isaiah you. Nailer, exactly. Which has happened to Tennessee multiple times. <laughs> Absolutely. Sam Smith wants to know, any position moves this spring, and when will they happen? Uh, I don't – I mean, I think they'll they'll cross-train and move some guys around. But, Rob, when you look at this roster, I don't know that anybody flips from one side of the ball to the other. I mean, if they didn't do it to start spring practice and start working those guys in the offseason, I, mean, I think we all looked at, you know, the running back to linebacker shift or, or possibly, you know, one of the one of the jimmies – you know, moving over. I mean, if that didn't – if you just didn't do that out of the gate, I mean, I just don't see it happening now, do you? No, I, I mean, I think it's very hard. I mean, I, I thought mean, it would have happened. Do it, you might could do it two or three weeks in the spring practice just to kind of get it, that half-and-half half look. Aren't you really surprised – I mean, if it was going to happen with Holiday to, to quarter, as a lot of people thought or what – I mean, with, with all the guys that are out, it just seems like you would have started off that way. I don't disagree. Unless, unless he gets two weeks in and goes, man, I just – I, I got to make this move. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I you know, you never know if something happens injury wise, whatever. But I'm with you guys. If you're gonna if you're gonna take a look at a guy, you really wanted to take a look at him. I think you would have started spring practice because it's much easier to, to let him work half a spring practice at a new position to start spring and then flip them back where they're more comfortable. If that's what you want to do in terms of vice versa, I think so. We'll, we'll see. I just don't feel like anybody's going one side of the ball to the other right now. Uh, safe to say that safe to say that NIL will become a massive headache for head coaches to manage. I can't imagine the split in the locker room if the number three receiver is barely scraping together gas money while the number one receiver is cruising around town in a free Mercedes, or even worse, the free Mercedes guy is a number three receiver while the under the radar number three star has no money and is leading the teams in reception. Seems like a lot of potential animosity for coaches to manage. I think we all agree this is a challenge. We've talked about this. Um, across the board, do you think it's a challenge to manage in one sport more than it is in another sport? Hey, let's let's all take our heads out of the sand. You, you don't think? I mean, I'm not saying it ever happened at Tennessee, but you don't think in college locker rooms for years and years there have been kids who had their pockets full of money, they and, told what they got, and team and and their teammates knew what they got to come, and the second string guard was you know putting together pocket change to go out and eat. I mean, this is. It may be more extreme now, but come on, it's those disparities have been there forever. Well, it's made worse by the fact that now you can bolt, and there's no like there's nothing to tie that, that holds these kids down anymore because they can go with a one-time transfer. They can go get nil. Like you know, mamas and daddies can pick up the phone and and call collectives or call coaches and say if my, if my baby don't have something by but, next Tuesday. I mean, and they're out of here. Like to me, the, what really morphed all this was again the one-time transfer and NIL happening basically within months of each other. I mean, we haven't seen any of the contracts, but don't you think the NIL will almost help the transfer portal? Because I mean, if it's a multi-year deal and you're getting paid, and some of the figures we've here thrown around, if you leave school X, I'm sure that NIL, NIL deal you sign with whatever that school's collective is not following you. There's, I, there cannot be any way. 
that these collectives have not protected themselves. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if you can. Otherwise, it, it, unless they've got really good language in it, otherwise that would be a pay for play. Yeah. I would. I'm. I'm willing to bet there's some really good language in it. Oh, I think that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that if they're true multi-year deals, there. I mean, there's some things that says. I would imagine in contracts that you have to honor certain things and, you know, where, where can you honor those, those deals at? Can you honor those deals if you're anywhere in the country or can you honor those deals if you're at certain places? Um, I, you know, but again, um, you, you got a lot of things going. There's a lot of moving parts. There, there's a lot of things being morphed. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people with their hands in, in the cookie jar trying to get a slice of the pie on all fronts. Uh, that, that make this thing change every day. And again, the, the Adidas deal's got some significance to it because that's the first big public corporate that said, we're in. I know Dr. Pepper did it with one athlete last year at Clemson, but, but this is the first wide-ranging, big-scoping situation where a corporate company has said, we're in for NIL and college athletics. Um, and and, and that's, that's an interesting dynamic for sure. All right, AP, last question goes to you. You ready? <laughs> Here we go. Question about UT's position with the following recruits and chances of signing them. Offense, Jeremiah Cobb, Deshaun Bishop, Carnell Tate, Kyler Casper, Devin Hyatt, Shamar Porter, Bryson Sanders. On defense, Vic Burley, Shanavian uh, Bradley, Tamarian Parker, Caleb Herring, Braylon Shelby, Nathan Robinson, Jeremiah T. Lander, Micah Bell, Michael Dartery, John Slaughter, Zach Myers, Christian Conyer, Marquez Taylor. Will UT likely sign 25 or save some for the transfer portal? If the players are signed from the transfer portal after spring practice, do they count towards the 22 or 23 numbers? Uh, Hubber, I want to stop you right there. That's, that's too much for a free podcast. I encourage everyone to sign up for the email list. AP goes in depth uh, on all those kids. Uh, it, it's a good read. I think you guys would like it. Who asked this question? And and if you want and if you want to be a part of that 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 email list, the the email address you need to send to to subscribe is freeapgolfexclusive <laughs> at gmail.com. Sadly, some, fly private. Sadly, some <laughs> somebody who actually has that email uh, account will actually will get an email. Um, obviously, we're running out of time. We can't run through every play. We've mentioned a lot of these guys. Okay, who, who asked this question? Ferris, Tennessee asked this question. You know All what right. my, my response is to Ferris, Tennessee? Chili for asking such a ridiculous. Oh no! Come kid. on. Come on. Um, all right, go through, them, go through them one at a time. No, no, no. We don't have time to go through everybody. We've it's talked. okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, I, let, trust me here. Let's go through it one at a time. All right. Here we go. We got to go quick. Jeremiah yep. Cobb, Deshaun Bishop. Uh, Cobb, they're in it, but not the leader. Bishop is in no hurry. If he had to choose right now, I think it would be Tennessee. Purdue's the other team there, but it's okay. Tennessee's not in a rush anyway. Keep going. All right. Carnell Tate, Kyler Casper, Devin Hyatt, Shamar Porter. I think we've talked about a lot of those guys. You want to move on to the offensive lineman? Um, Devin Hyatt, I think, would love to do something. We'll see if Tennessee um, wants to do something there right now. Shamar Porter, I think, you know, they got to get him on campus first, but I think he's willing to listen. We've talked about the other two. Go. I need I need a TikTok gift for you right now. Bryson Sanders, here we go. Um, LSU's in it. I still think you, Tennessee's the team to beat. All right, Vic Burley. Uh, LSU, or sorry, Tennessee Clemson, right there at the top. Going to be back up here this spring. Uh, uh, Sh- Shadavian Bradley. 
Oh, hold on, man. I about hit a I about hit a, 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 a something going across the road here in Arizona. Um, uh, the um, uh, in it, but not at the top. Uh, Tamari and Parker. Uh, we'll go to Georgia. Uh, Caleb Herring. Vol. Uh, Braylon Shelby. Um, in it, but not at the top. Nathan Robinson. Uh, I think Tennessee's in a really good spot. Kentucky, the other contender there? Um, I think so, yes. Auburn going to be a factor or no? No. All right. Uh, Jeremiah T. Lander. Vols lead, June decision. All right. Micah Bell? Um, I don't know a whole lot there. All right. Uh, Michael Daugherty? Uh, Vols in it, but not at the lead. John Slaughter? Uh, I think Tennessee's making a strong push there. Uh, I think Tennessee is right at the top for him, but they're really pushing hard there. Zach Myers? Uh, I think Tennessee will get Zach Myers. Christian Kiner? I think Tennessee's going to get Christian Kiner. Marquez Taylor? Um, I think it depends on, you know, again, if he comes back to camp, how he camps, and what's he play. You know, I'm not, he's not a running back. And so, to me, he's kind of a tweener. You know, I, I'm not going to close the door on it, but I, right now I would not classify his one of the, classify him in, in the in-state crop that I think Tennessee's definitely going to take. Will Tennessee sign 25 or say seven for the transfer portal? Well, they can take up to seven transfers, so they take up to 32 if they want to. So, I mean, I would I would try to sign as many of these high school kids as you can, especially if you're getting top-shelf guys. All right. Guys, after spring practice, transfer in for the summer. Are they going to they count towards 22 or 23? 22. 22, because they got to be under the 85. That's why they couldn't take them in January, because they weren't under the 85. Well done, Austin Price. Rob Lewis, to you, Sweet 16, Elite 8 weekend. Give me your final four. Oh, my gosh. My bracket is absolute trash. Uh I'm going to go mostly chalk, despite everything we've seen. I'll go Kansas, Purdue, Gonzaga, and Arizona. Arizona winning it all. Give me your one dark horse that you think could be in the Final Four, even though you're not picking them there. I'm not picking them, but Miami. Miami. North, instead of, North, instead of, North Carolina. They're for, if they can stay out of foul trouble and keep those main guys on the floor, the Tar Heels. No Texas Tech love from anybody? I, I mean, I could see them beating Gonzaga. I really could just because of the way they play defense. But I'm not. I'm not picking. Them. You're not picking that one. All right. I've seen. Cool. I've seen too much basketball from teams this year, however, that can't score for long stretches. Yeah, not that's picking. not good when you have scoring droughts. That's for sure. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the VolQuest.com Mailbag Podcast, presented by our good friends at Smoky Mountain Organics. For Austin Price and Rob Lewis, thanks for joining us on this Thursday. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Listening to the VolQuest Mailbag Podcast every week right here on VolQuest.